I am looking forward to co-DMing with you and that, that Star Trek. Which is going to be a terrible plan oh. and most likely our friendship will not survive. Oh, absolutely I not. will need mm-hmm. to come over here and murder you in your sleep. Excellent. I, I will break <laughs> I will break the universe in some way trying to do my fancy storytelling shit when you're just like, no. Oh my God, internal consistencies. <laughs> Typical. Just typical. It's It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Consistency is not all that important when you just want to tell a good story, though, right? (laughs) I'm going to divorce you. (laughs) You lie so naturally. I know you care about consistency. Oh. Yes, Mr. Oh, remember that first time Claire briefly mentioned she never met this person? And then later I retconned it. Oh, I. I, um, Still losing sleep over that one, buddy? (laughs) Uh, yeah absolutely no there's there's definitely a ton of times where i'm like and i'm retconning things here i go retconning things that i knowingly retcon and then there are some times where i'm like i said this thing and then i listen back to something that i said before i'm like oh those those directly contradict one another (laughs) um so way to get out of a plot hole (laughs) make another plot hole do the plot twist (laughs) (laughs) let's do the twist And welcome back to the Seven Star <laughs> to the Right podcast. All right, yeah, good luck cutting that. Yeah, this is session forty-five. How are people doing this fine Saturday afternoon? Yeah, good, good, great, awesome, love it, <laughs> love the energy right now. We can move right into what you guys remember from last time, then. <laughs> well, our resident crack knuckles. Oh God, there's so many. Things. How long do you have? <laughs> I'm surprised you were able to take as many notes as you actually did when you were just (laughs) building up known as like known as fucking mad right now. I'm very good at compartmentalizing. It turns out (laughs) this half of my brain over here will be having a freak out and this half will be writing it down. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So we learned so much about the freaking planet. Um, we can review specifics if we want them, but we learned a bunch of stuff about the planet. We learned about uh, each of the factories has an AI core in it, most likely shattered, like the one that was in uh, Nova Voxus. Yes. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there's four of those, and we are currently on an adventure with Dr. Leggett yep, to Dr. Um, go find where I think we're roughly just like following a cord out into the wilderness more or less you know it's not quite that but like that's how i've always been envisioning it is like Mm -hmm. the factory that they were in might have kind of sort of been talking to something out over there so i like to imagine they only have landlines and there's just like he's just following literally electrical cord yeah it's like ripping it out of the ground and we're just sort of like following that and heading for a place and i think we found it and then we like landed and that was where we stopped you got you got into that general area. You haven't necessarily spotted the thing yet. The thing yet. Okay, cool. Or what he expects to find out there. Cool. Um, right. We got close, and then I was like, "This seems like good enough." And in true dad driving energy, I saw a spot, and I was like, <laughs> "We're parking. We're a here. little bit far away, you guys, but I don't know if we can get closer. All the good spots might be taken, so we're parking here to be safe." Uh, it might actually be useful to go over some of the more specific things to remind other people at the table and maybe also our listeners uh, about like what was was learned because there was a lot of information that was thrown at you guys. I'm sure the listeners yeah, remember absolutely sure. every bit of that. Do we want to talk about the history of Fistos? Do we want to talk about 
Aeon and Silverlight systems. <laughs> I sorted my notes. We want to talk about the various monsters we might encounter on our adventure. We can always uh, go over the nature of the metometer. That's also something uh, very important. Yeah. Metometer, how, how, very about, important. how about we go over quickly over what, what Fistos is about? Uh, we can talk a little bit about Aeon <laughs> and the Aglani system and Silverlight systems, but it, it's not super relevant. It's a robot planet-ish. Gotcha. And is it a robot planet or like a lot of people there are into robotics and they uh it, mainly that and uh, I would argue Leggett, that Fistos is closer yeah, to being a robot planet. That's fair. Leggett alluded to a, a council of virtual intelligences that act as the overseers and sort of the council that governs a- Aeon. Mm-hmm. Um yep. yep. Cool. So All right. That. Do you want Do you want me to talk? Yeah. Through? Go Go over the the history of Fistos. <laughs> okay. Because Doctor Lucius Leggett, if we remember from last time, was just spouting information at yes. you guys because he is just he's very excited about exposition, guys. Okay. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, <laughs> and the word was robots. Um. Yes. So basically. Originally, there were no humans on Fistos. And then there was a sort of settlement ship that semi-crash landed here. Um, And it crash landed in a location, and that location turned into the lake. And then people kind of got in fights or whatever, disagreed on how things should be run, and they all split up from that ship and ended up in these different factories. I believe there is a total of four of them. Originally, they were all run by AI kind of core things that look very similar to Quinn. But um, I believe once this, actually, I don't think we know for sure, but I was I was under the impression that like when the settlers got there, everything was already broken, but we're also supposed to go talk to Aletta because she might know more about that. Um, so they settled into each of these factories and are kind of running them and all of the factories are in direct competition with each other because they make the same stuff. So there's a whole bunch of non-competes and things that we have um, done around that. Um, we learned also more about the Terran Mandate, who we have encountered on multiple occasions. Actually, no, I think this is just our second one. Um, but they're probably the ones who came here, destroyed the the AIs, is currently the thought. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's the big stuff I've got. Yeah, and at the end, there were some uh, ghost stories about the Fistosan Waste, which oh, you guys are headed right. into. Which certainly won't be true. Well, absolutely There's no of- way that Satan lives in Obsidian Palace in the middle of the desert. There's no way. It'd yeah. be a silly place to live. Or, <laughs> or you know, like... Jeff a, writes this down for later. Uh, the, no grocery store. <laughs> I, think, I think he also mentioned a moving mountain or pools of liquid that, that drain your life source or that just stab you in your sleep. Yeah. Um, and uh, diseases that cause the body to petrify while it's still living. So. But also there is a running theory that also there's some stuff out there that like make you hallucinate like crazy, I thought. Yeah. Um, so what you guys are entering into, and that's a great segue, actually. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, we had you guys land. Um, if you remember from last session, once you pass over into the Fistosan Waste, it, there's just a haze over everything. It makes it very difficult to see. It's a splotchy haze, so you can see like bits and parts of the ground. It's not completely uh, covering everything. This is how you found the landing spot. But as you landed, you notice that this haze seems to be coming from these plants where it is just these like 
rock-like structures that look like trees and the branches that reach out. They don't have any leaves on them, but just leak out this this haze, very similar to the smokers that you guys uh, fought against. How similar? Kill the plants. <laughs> Kill the plants. Just light up a something. Well, um, like, yeah, go I mean, test the plant. <laughs> it's similar. Um, okay. Yeah, like it. You would not be surprised if, if we lit a lit a match and the entire area exploded. Yeah, got it. Only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we did that already. So you guys landed the the um, the the cargo bay doors opened up onto the area, and what you guys see in front of you is what is best described as a methanol swamp. Um, Dr. Lucius Leggett would have actually given you a little bit of a heads up that this is probably around what to expect. But this methanol swamp, there are areas of just this liquid that is, in fact, methanol and methane and all of this stuff that is quite flammable. Um, but this is the environment that these these creatures sort of live in. Uh, and the cargo bay opens up, and you see Dr. Lucius Leggett taking out a, a comm pad and sort of looking around and saying, okay, yes, yes, um, um, I think we're only about uh, 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 an hour walk away from the, the location. Great. So into into the swamp? Uh, yeah, yes. It appears that we, we want to go uh, north into into the swamp. This is why I hired you good folk. Um so um, I, I saw you had a, uh, a car. Um, we could take that, but I'm not entirely sure how um, how well it would deal with the um, the swamp itself. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say, Jeff, you're paint me a word picture here. Likelihood of being able to drive a car through this place does not seem great. I mean, it is an ATV, but it's also a methanol swamp. So I don't know if it's built for that. <laughs> Oh, yes, Yo, yes, yes, that's, yes. yeah. I, I will say my expertise lies within robotics and not necessarily chemistry. So Yeah, um, I wasn't asking you, Dr. Leg. I was oh. asking Jeff. Oh, <laughs> the man inside of you. Shut up. Yes, <laughs> go back to the other guy. Um, so you, you take a, a quick look around and the ground, despite being a, a swamp, is a little bit firmer than mm-hmm. you would expect. So you wouldn't. It's possible that you could get stuck into like the, the tire treads where they yeah, just spin sure. and don't grip anything. Um, but the, it is a little bit more solid than like a water-based swamp. Yeah, and like um, you never actually said trees. We got trees or like anything of that side that we would be worried about running into. There are large rock-like um, structures. Not structures because that kind of makes it implies someone built it so it's just rocks the things are like petrified trees yeah basically like think of petrified trees with no leaves on them they kind of reach up into the sky and are leaking out this 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 haze but are they close together like some sort of swamp or (laughs) spaced apart like some form of marsh (laughs) you know uh where you guys are right now you landed in a less dense part of this "Quote unquote swamp, but no so promises. It <laughs> may be more of a marsh, um, but yeah, it, it, it's not. It's not like a dense forest. You, there is area for a car to go through, but you are not entirely sure how fast it would be. Due to the fact that it's possible you'd run into a puddle, and then you'd have to just kind of like drive around, and it'd be a lot more yeah. aimless than just walking through it. Yeah, I think uh, I vote walking. 
Just a swift hour by foot, yeah? Yeah, oh, no, I was, I, was, I was taking into account the fact that we were trudging through a, a, a swamp. Um, it, it, it wouldn't be a normal hour of walking. It will be... Um, Great. Yes. <laughs> An unpleasant hour of walking. Great. Wonderful. All right. I mean, ugh. How deep does this go? Oh, I, I, have, I have no, uh, no clue. Perfect. I can't imagine <laughs> that, um, that it would go much deeper than um, waist height. You know what? That's as much as we can hope for some days. All right. Uh, and Alex like tightens his backpack a little bit so that it doesn't, so that it goes up as high as it can, just like all the way up against the shoulders. Do we, um, checking in just because, again, gas is in the air and things, are people wearing the like suits? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. he, he provided mm-hmm. everyone a, um, a breather of some kind um, because gotcha. the air is a little toxic here. Not so toxic that your face will instantly melt, but um, like you don't want to be breathing out here for too long. It would irritate your lungs. So he's got everyone like on rebreathers covering the, their mouths. Cool. I guess theoretically. Uh, as with the island, um, I'm going to be using my pressure field. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Alex is going to be Trusting the breather in, in his uh, combat uniform with the shield on him. All right. Yeah. I think uh, Claire also has a combat she uniform does. that she's on. Um, and I'll also be using that. my telekinetic armory just by default out here because it's probably dangerous. Um, should we leave uh, Argos in the in the with the the, the starship? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I we think should. We, could we should probably him. lock the door. Uh, but yeah, I don't think that our ghost should come. Okay. You taught Why? me how to no, phone I... us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, we haven't quite gotten to that that one just okay. yet. I got him to, Why? to touch. Why would oh, we not right. bring yeah. him with? And Doctor Lucius mm-hmm. Leggett speaks up. Well, I, I I don't have a rebreather for the 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 pop. I'm I apologize. Um, I Every, wasn't expected to breathe. Every time, Everyone's Every like, time oh, yeah, he's breathing. He gets a little bit closer to George Decay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wouldn't want him to get hurt, you know. Right. And we don't know what's going to be out there. And that. breathing, obviously. Dogs definitely need to do. That's yeah. I forgot Dogs about that. love breathing. It's like their favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. My most favorite thing. Breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're we're spending conversation. Okay, yes. Yeah, okay. uh, Well, um, the dog on the ship. Argos, stay. (laughs) And he just sits and just tilts his head and watches you guys go. Is there anything more that you guys want to do to prepare? So I understand you guys are going into this fully kitted out. Yes, because we're hired to be the people who shoot at stuff. Yeah. We're going to be the people who shoot at stuff. All right. So I, I think you guys only have two field uniforms. So no, no, you just have like secure armor. Uh, yeah, I. It doesn't matter. I've got iron hide, which is better than mm-hmm. basically anything I can that's, purchase. That's fair. My skin is is iron. I have a hide of <laughs> iron. Um, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a bunch of guns this time because this is the first time we have like not had restrictions on this. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take a bunch of guns. Okay. Yeah. And I wanted to double check with everybody that no one's using like laser weapons because those would be bad out here. No, that'd be dumb. I mean, I was, yeah, I was considering bringing a laser pistol just in case shit really, (laughs) really hit the fan. 
Okay. Honestly. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that, but like, I also have the the shotgun from the mysterious from our place. special yeah, weapon cache. the Terran mandate shotguns. Yeah. yeah there's also um, combat rifles and SMGs uh, that are also Terran mandate. What's an SMG? Small. Submachine gun. Uh, Small machine gun. <laughs> Just a little one. <laughs> Just a tiny one. That's fair. Some. Okay. I think I only I only claimed a shotgun for myself, so I've got a shotgun and I've got a the mag rifle that we got okay. from the thing. Um, so I will be bringing both of those and a laser pistol just in case. Claire has both a mag pistol and a laser pistol, so she will be brandishing the mag pistol and just having the laser pistol in case shit really hits the fan. Alex has a mag pistol and a cold but steadily warming bottle of beer. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So you guys make your way into the swamp, uh, unless there's any more preparation steps that people want to do. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So uh, as you make your Alex way. Alex warms up. <laughs> he does some high knees. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what, what, what is the um, the, the general uh, formation that you guys are going into the swamp at with? Uh, I, I think we do. I imagined like a fork corner kind of diamond thing and i think alex would kind of take the time uh to do that with leggett in the center of mm-hmm. the diamond and then probably like micah out front mm-hmm. alex on the left side let's say no on the right and then claire in the back okay cool sounds good yeah so you guys are making your way cautiously i want everyone to roll a um wisdom notice check get out of town what sorry what if I don't Bad. feel like it? Five. Uh, Five. Wisdom. Notice. Two. Ten. Okay. So, uh, Alex, maybe it's because uh, you are on the side that you notice this from, um, or the fact that you're just generally more perceptive paranoid. than everyone else. You oh, paranoid. Paranoid is a paranoid great thing. paranoid when they're out to get you. Um, as you take a, a look around, there are definitely things that are in this swamp. You uh, see, you don't see like a full on animal like standing in front of you. Uh, you do hear the, the crickets and hisses of something organic. Around um, and additionally, out of the corner of your eye, you, you see uh, what appears to be some kind of long-legged creature. Just um, and, and this is just through the trees, way off. This is like hundreds of meters off, and it just you see it like peeking through some of the the trees and maybe uh, a few other ones. Maybe they're just taking a look, but something seems to have noticed. That you guys have entered, and this is probably about fifteen minutes into this this hour long walk. Um, nothing immediately aggressive from it, but something. It's like it's curious. Uh, Doctor Leggett, quick question: oh, yes. um, Is this a mountain lion, big and scary, keep things away from you, or is this a grizzly bear, uh, stay away, you know, kind of in biome? Well, there's mm, there's not a ton of people that have gone into the Fistosan Wastes, and the people who have gone into the Fistosan Wastes, um, the creatures here can be a bit temperamental. Um, what about that one? And Alex <laughs> kind of like gestures over with his with his chin. Is that a temperamental? 
And he, he adjusts his glasses and squints his eyes and says, Oh, uh, that appears to be a, um, what, what, what I described them as a spitter. Um, they are uh, pack quitters, hunters. Um, they're n- n- uh, they could be aggressive at times, and but anything in this these swamps can be aggressive at times. Good catch, by the way. Pack um, hunters. Uh, yes, there will be definitely more of them. They travel in groups. Great. Yes. Um, um, let's um, tighten up the perimeter just a little bit. Uh, does anyone know if flashbangs produce sparks? Is this a flashbang safe? Location? I, I don't believe it is a flashbang safe location. The flash comes ah. from, I believe, sparks. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you have something more to say, Mike. N- n- I I always thought it just like made light and not heat, but you know what? It's not really uh, something I've used too much till recently, so I couldn't say doctor. Stepping out, I do think they produce heat. Uh, like, I, think it, I uh, think it can burn You think I know how flashbang works. I mean, it's also completely up to you. This is yeah. your fantasy world. <laughs> I say it does. Oh, Fair. Right. Yeah. Great. It might be like a phosphorus thing. I don't know. Yeah. I Because there's also like the bang, so there's definitely something like explosive two happening. things I know about the flashbang. is <laughs> very bright <laughs> and it makes a loud noise. Actually, re- really fast, I did, I did want to check in on this. Um, originally, we were saying, you know, sort of don't use laser pistols because it will cause things to explode. We're also like in the area where the air is just literally able to be lit on fire. Yes, was the general thing that we're kind of suspecting here, at least. Yeah, um, as, as you probably may have asked Dr. Lucius Leggett, he would have explained that the air wouldn't go on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, it's not well-mixed atmosphere. It, it originates from a source and kind of dissipates out. So, sure. like, there would very well possibly be, like, some kind of chain reaction. But yeah. it's not like the entire world would go on fire. Well, that's good, at least. Yeah, we have that. Um, all right. Can we at all steer away from that thing and uh, everybody just kind of keep an eye out, hope that we aren't being herded? Sure. Yeah, let's I'll check around. I will begin actively looking for spitters. Remind me, did you guys arm this man? I don't think you did. He or said I think you specifically tried he did he not like, want I a do gun. not want this. Excellent. I just wanted to make he sure in case you guys get into any combats. That's um, so you guys continue making your way through the swamp. It does get more and more dense as you make your way through. And as Alex noticed, there is just, it is a, an alive place. You will see, you see little critters, smaller things that are like not as, not even uh, bigger than the size of a shoe or something like that, scurrying along um, the bottom, something that is almost akin to like a uh, a cross between a cockroach and a rat. Um, <laughs> yeah. with many With many legs, but Great. like slightly furry <laughs> and all of that. And you, you see just cause above you and flying above you some kind of like rock-like birds, maybe uh, the whelps that were discussed mm-hmm. before. But... For the most part, other than these curious spitters that do not seem to be closing distance as you guys continue to move through the swamp, you're probably about um, 30 minutes or 45 minutes into it now. They do seem to be keeping their distance. Um, Actually, after around the the 45-minute mark, uh, Alex, you can no longer notice them. It just appears like perhaps they were curious. That just makes you feel worse. Yeah. (laughs) 
But this is a, a, a vibrant sort of biosphere, it, not one that necessarily humans or some torque could live in, but one that very clearly has something thriving within it. Um, as you continue your way through the swamp, you actually reach a uh, clearing. Um, and the, the swamp seems to, you seem to have gotten out of the, the thicker part of it. Things have dried up a little bit. And you notice that there is a large ditch in front of you. Um, and it almost appears to have been carved away. So, and uh, let me describe this ditch. It, it, it appears that, so there's a flat layer of land. And then there is a part that goes down, um, and that is one level. But then in walking in about another five, ten meters, it goes down again. So very similar to one what, what one might describe as like a strip mine, where you dig in one layer, and then you go in a little bit and dig in another layer and keep going, digging, 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 digging. Um but this doesn't appear to have been dug by any kind of machinery. It appears to have been hand-carved. And it is not small. This is probably around, uh, I would say, 300 yards across, um, end to end, and probably another 300 yards wide. How... So we haven't been walking for our full hour. This is not the thing we are looking for, correct? Um, or is this an ask of me or Dr. Lucius Leg? I mean, it was a little bit ask of you, Jeff, because how long have we been walking for? You uh, you guys have been walking for around 45, 50 minutes. Okay, so this could be it. This could be it. All right. Do you think this is it? <laughs> um, uh, no. Um, this appears to be done intelligently, if you understand. Like, um, well, it appears it's been done with some form of intention, which uh, animals tend to not have. Um, well, we were looking for some kind of, like, node at the yes, end of this a, line, a right? So God doesn't build in right <laughs> angles. <laughs> um, it's very peculiar. Um, would you mind if we, we took a moment and I investigated? What does that involve? I, I would like to see what... You want to go in the hole? Uh, yes, I would like to go into the hole and see what is in the hole. Um, we can quickly take a look around it, but I don't believe there's anything in there right now. Mm -hmm. You guys can quite easily see down into it. There doesn't appear to be any structure within it. And also, um, you don't see at this point in time any animals about. Well, Kirsten's against this plan, but Nona <laughs> has no reason to be, so... Does uh does this breather have a depth uh capacity to it? I know that gas goes down sometimes. <laughs> that so, is fair. If it's if it's sometimes, heavier sometimes. than air, sometimes sometimes it does not move. Uh, well, we we have uh, the the um the, the the mask is 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 uh set with a um a uh, a warning system such that if if you are taking in more gas than you you should it will alert you so um i will make sure that i am safe uh but this is uh perhaps very useful for for my purposes as well perhaps this is something that was created uh years ago to in order to get materials and perhaps these materials were useful in the creation of true ai if i may so, so you think this could be 
relevant to what you're out here I'm not for. sure. All right. No one should be out <laughs> into the Fistosan wastes. And this is very clearly made by someone. At the very least, we have to cross this to get to whatever you want to go to, yeah? The yes. center of the copper wire? Absolutely, yes. Great. <laughs> All right, well, everyone, Claire, you're there. I see you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, we're, I think, yeah, it, it's a little bit more open so we can see if anything's coming at us. Good point. Love the paranoia. I learned it from the best. <laughs> Ooh, who thought that? <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Down into the hole. Yeah, fine. I have no strong objections. Um, it eats us. It's a mouth. It's a big mouth that eats us. And now we're dead. That's the end of the end podcast. Of podcast. Party end wipe. of podcast. Party wipe. Um, so yeah, as what are you are you guys going to be keeping a perimeter? You're not you're not you don't care about what's going on in the strip mine itself. I or? mean, I'm on point in the front. I'm looking down to see if there's anything inside the hole. Okay. Yeah, I think I would get potentially a little bit distracted. I also think it's a little bit funny that we're it, it's probably robots dug this hole, Jeff, is what Nona is thinking. It's probably robots because this is a robot planet. And like the fact that that Mr. Robot Studier has not. Well, I suppose he's very much into the, the AI cores, which are giant lava lamps in my mind. Um, so it's fine. But like, oh, it's mysterious. <laughs> Something vaguely human like an intelligence carved this. But no human can survive out here. It's just robots. It's I mean, robots, you, could bring, you, guys. you could bring this up to him. Um, no, but... I think I'm going to sit here and silently judge until okay. we get there. So you guys are keeping a perimeter. No one else is kind of, well, I guess, Micah, you are, you are clearing the way for him. So you are making uh, your way down into the pit then. I'm expecting the others are going to watch the perimeter. I'm going to look for anything that yep, is yep. in front of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still looking for spitters. So then only Micah and Dr. Lucius Legathan are going into this this area, right? Oh, wait. I thought we were doing like a, oh. we are in a sur- perimeter around oh, here. Oh, yeah. Not the perimeter just, of No, we're, we're not doing nine. an escort mission. Okay, yes. That's a big hole. We're not going to go around the whole hole. Yeah, okay, no. Yeah, we'll yeah. all go down in the hole. All right, so you're, That's you're, where the squishy man is going, Jeff. <laughs> a squishy man with the money. No the less. squishy man with the money. Push the most the important part about him. Push the man. Take the money. <laughs> And so uh, you guys make your way down into the strip mine and uh, he starts looking at the the, the ground that uh, leads up and out um, and notices, oh, there appears to be drag marks out of this. Father, and he looks at his compad, farther north to where we're going, it appears that whatever was taking things out of this pit was heading to where we are um, Indeed headed. Hmm. Anywho. And he goes okay, down that's it. No one is done. She's like, have you considered robots? I'm sorry, what? Have you considered that the beings that may have dug the hole in a way that is not aligned with nature, but also no humans have ever been out here, could be robots? It's an interesting theory. The only issue is that... um as far as I'm aware, the only robots that were on this planet were true AI, though the ones that were in the megastructures themselves, they ran things completely autonomously. They didn't require smaller drone uh, virtual intelligence or even expert systems in order to do what they were doing. Um, but it's very possible that something or, or uh, a robot of some kind did this. 
I'm not sure at whose behest, because as, as far as the intelligence that I've been given, uh, no one in Nova Voxis, Wycliffe, Sonobutan, or um, East Haven have, have, have access to uh, virtual intelligence or expert systems. Interesting thought, though. Can I ask a clarifying question about the hole that we are wandering into? Yep. Is it a hole that's like there's an equal kind of like downward slope from where we're coming from and then back up? Or are we like going toward a cliff and like someone dug into the ground, but not up the other side? Okay, so um, the best way to think about this is... uh, A grape. With a straw. Go on. The best. best, All right. So um, think of like a slab. So you've got like a rectangular prison that's a slab, and then a smaller slab on top of that, and then on top of that, and then on top of that, so on and so forth. And then take that that slab that's almost like a pyramid Mm. and invert it into the ground. Okay. But they're the same steps up on the other side. Yes. And uh, there are um, some kind of dirt ramps in between the different levels to take something from the lowest level all the way back up to out of the pit. And that's where we're seeing the drag marks is yes. along those dirt ramps? Got yes, it. along these these walkways up the dirt ramps okay. is where these drag marks are. But there's some also on the outside side of this, like the part that we're going down, like there's drag marks on the... Yes, there, it seems something has been continuously dragging uh, some valuable resource perhaps to them out of said pit um, and then farther north to where you guys are currently headed. Okay. Um, and everyone's keeping a perimeter still. So yes, around um, the, the squishy, the very man, squishy with the money. man with the money. <laughs> and uh, he starts making his way farther and farther down into said pit and uh, comes across something and pulls a, a little jagged piece of some kind of metal out. It's just fascinating. I suppose this is some this is the thing that they were pulling out. Um some kind of metal, perhaps, uh native to uh Fistos, as he turns it over into his hand. Um I will suppose I will get this back to the lab and figure out what it is later. It doesn't look like the same thing that um they found in the smoker, right? The little like cylindrical metal thing. No. It's not um, the same thing. It, it, it's it's just metal from the earth. Right. Um in fact, probably partially uh, inside of another rock. So you just see these little glints of mm. some kind of So metal. it's not like a refined thing or no. like a piece of a machine. No, it seems it, 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 all of the, all of everything points to something was mine. Yeah. This. Got it. Um, well, I, I suppose we should, um, continue on our way to, uh, this, this location. Uh, thank you for the, the, the momentary, um, what was the threat word? Uh, side mission. Mission quest. Side. <laughs> uh, aside. Detour. I don't know. Detour. Thank you. <laughs> Detour. Detour. Um, I suppose we can we can move up. We can go along our way, and uh, you you guys do that. Um, Is he drunk? <laughs> I might have. Just for Doctor Light. It might be my. It might be my fault. <laughs> I woke up at four a.m. this morning, and I. Did not have a cup of coffee, and I am I crashing. Offered, I you offered, you, offered, you, you absolutely did. You absolutely did. And I will maybe have one when we get back to the ship. <laughs> um, and so you guys make your way out of this this strange strip mine and continue on your way north. Normally when I talk like this, people can't hear me. Shoot him up with the wide awake shit. <laughs> no, that's mine. <laughs> All right. 
And uh-huh. so as you guys are moving closer and closer to your destination, um, this this clearing that you came from um, for the, uh, the the pit seems to remain. So it, it it appears that you are now out of this this methanol swamp. And are we walking like in the same direction as these drag lines? Can we still see them? Yes. Okay. Um, they seem to go off in uh, a myriad of directions, um, but. It is generally in the same direction. Like you will see some drag marks that sort of, um, after you reach a certain point, go off one way and some other ones go off another way. So Mike is not any expert in tracking or anything, but could I try and tell like how recent some of those drag marks are? Yeah, you certainly could. Can you make a uh, either a wisdom or intelligence survive check, please? I could do that. I believe in you. Whichever one's better. Is seven. I did not believe hard enough. Uh, These are not recent tracks, but they're not ancient tracks. You would estimate that something was around this area perhaps a couple of weeks to a couple of months ago. But the reason why you, you still see them now is, one, not a ton of rainfall, and two, whatever was dragging was very, very heavy. Well, there's also multiple instances of it too, right? Yeah. And they're multiple. Okay. Go. But as you get farther away from the path, the things start to dissipate out because it's not the same trend, like trudged path over and over again. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't look like something was necessarily just here, but I mean, obviously uh, they're critters or whatever doing something along this path. And this is the direction that we're still trying to go, Doc, is like where where this is dragging toward. Yes, this is absolutely awesome. fascinating. All right. Probably dangerous. Glad I hired you folks. Go team. Yeah, go team. <laughs> I'm going to have to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys continue making your way, and there are less and less of this, this vegetation, these petrified trees. And uh, you spot this first, Micah. As you are coming across, uh, as you are the the point of this diamond, uh, you see the following two creatures: uh, a massive quadruped with skin that looks like a rocky mountainside. Its short, scarred face is covered in rock-like protrusions, and on its back are three prehensile tails. Or tentacles, because I guess tails are at the back end, uh, with club dens. Uh, when it spots you, these appendages start waving aggressively with a loud trumpeting that seems Hello. to be coming from each of them. So I. Hey, I know that one. <laughs> Hello. Hello. There are two of them, and they seem to have just been milling around. And as you came across them, they turned their face towards you and are making this sort of display i'm gonna uh shoot my arms out to the sides to try and alert everybody to stop and not move and see if they like start charging us or something they they continue holding this this with the their tentacles up and waving although it is no longer making said noise um real quick what are people doing I mean, we're stopping, stopping, not doing anything, freezing completely. Yeah. But they are in the way of where we need to go. 
Yes. Is that correct? Oh, we can well, go around you can them. go around them theoretically, but they are in the path that you would have taken. I vote we go around them. Ah, <laughs> uh, if I may, these uh, are known as screamers. Uh, you can hear their screams from the the um, the, the tentacle appendages on their back. Uh, they are very territorial. So perhaps, uh, yes, got it. Um, we must be very careful. Do not look them in the eyes, and. Um, if they see you as a threat, they will charge. All right. Yeah. Okay. I guess we can try and circle around. That's, yeah, that's what I would want to do. How far out are they? Uh, you could, it's probably around 50 yards. And it's so not as though they're right on. Off. They're, no. they're not right on top of where we're trying to get. They're just like in the most direct pathway to where we're still trying to go. Yes. All right. Yeah, let's let's try and keep our distance. Let's go around to the left and try not to look them in the eyes, I guess. All right. Slowly. Yep. Okay. How big are these things? Uh uh they're, they're like the size of a rhino, basically. Okay. Like it, they are uh, quadrupeds, um, like the size of a hippo. So like the size of a, a small car. Okay. Is that is that the that size, seems about the right? The size of a shed. <laughs> the size <laughs> the size of uh, a a Ford Focus. How many different things can Ford. we list here <laughs> that are roughly the same size? Um, so okay. you guys are are trying to go around them. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yes. Can I can I get you guys to roll a? What the hell would this be? Sneak. Definitely a sneak. <laughs> I'm gonna say because you're not necessarily trying to not. I'm gonna say dexterity sneak. You're not. You're just really not trying to trip yourselves up um, as you go around these things. Sure. Okay. Couldn't think of a better thing. Here we go. Oh, I get to roll for Claire. Oh, and Dr. Dr. Lucius Leggett. Claire's fine. Dr. Lucius Leggett is also fine. Seven. I got a six. Seven. Okay. So as you guys make your way around these things, they continue to um, have their tentacles up and waving uh, how how much distance are you guys giving between the the the, At the two groups? At least as much as, as when they first spotted us, and before. ideally slightly more. So you're trying to back away a little bit, give them a good wide berth. I think yeah, sort of roughly try and trace the circle. Okay. Um, Nona, I think you had the the lowest. I did, yes. Um, and so as you are making your way, you uh, kick a rock that's on the ground. And at that, one of them tenses up and starts charging. Uh, what do you guys do immediately? We shoot it. <laughs> okay, you are immediately uh, opening fire? I mean, Shit, the yeah, thing is running at us in the squishy man with the money. Unless we can, like, it, it depends on how fast it's charging. Like, if we think, hey, I'm going to go stand behind this tree. I got time. We'll take a quick lunch. Like, okay. what are we talking about here? I was assuming charging is relatively quickly. It, so there, there's probably around 60 yards between you guys. Sure. Um, it just tensed and started going. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you just 
had your guns on it and then are immediately blasting it? Or are you waiting until it gets a little bit closer? I am going to shoot the ground in front of it. Okay. With like a few bursts to try and like scare it to slow down or stop. Okay. Uh, are you, I know you can hide, I think, your telekinetic armory, right? Are mm-hmm. you making it clear that this is coming from you? Yes. I have kind of the full uh, kind of, yeah, yellow tessellated thing that I normally have. And I'm going to try and shoot a visible bullet so that it can it can tell if it has any intelligence at all. Okay. So uh, can you make a roll, an attack roll, please? Yes, I and can. And how am I going to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that. Hey. 18 to hit the ground. Excellent. So you, uh, a couple yards ahead of it, you shoot the ground and it sends these little bits of dirt up into the air and you see it uh, immediately stop and start to back off and start to um, just kind of go back to its original position. Not that it, it does not appear to have been scared by you, but it appears to have done a thing called a bluff charge. And uh, Dr. Lucius Leggett says, um, yes, perhaps we give them a little more room. Cool. All right. Excellent. All right. Wonderful day. Having a great day right now. And you guys are able to keep moving along and there's no more bluff charges from these things. But until you have moved past them, uh, they do not keep uh, put down their tentacles. And in fact... As you make your way towards where you eventually wanted to go, it takes a little bit longer. It's a little bit more tense than you originally wanted. Uh, You notice that there was almost a a burrow behind them, Um, some some kind of hole. And you see little little trunks poking out, little tentacles poking out. Perhaps it was some kind of um, nest. Impossible. You know, elephant nest. Unpossible. That's a possible. <laughs> All right, here we go. And you guys continue on your way. This this area now is pretty clear. And you see in front of you what appears to be some kind of fallen over radio tower. So there's big towers that reach up into the sky some one uh, of the legs of said tower seems to have buckled and caused the entire thing to fall down. And in front of this uh, this tower is just a squat little uh, uh, structure, some kind of building. Um, one level seems quite small, maybe just like a service station for whatever this was. And you hear Dr. Le- Lucius like go, um, I believe... That is what we are looking for. That's... Okay. I was expecting something. I don't know. Sure seems like a thing. Well, I I wasn't entirely sure what we would find out here, and it is a bit smaller than I would have liked. Um, But perhaps uh, this will give us, uh, or give me a little bit more understanding about where these um, signals were going to. Uh, anyway, shall we? Yeah, just uh, let us clear it before you get through the door, please. Oh, oh, yes, absolutely. And so you guys walk farther and farther up to this building. Uh, who's taking point? Who's clearing out this building? Check for cool shit. 
look for Courtship before you let him in. Okay. Uh, unless someone else wants to be in front, I think I'll stay there. Yeah, I okay. think that's that's a pretty solid default by this point. Someone else going with Micah to clear this this building? Oh or? yeah, I think we're. Well, someone should stay with the him. man outside. Yeah, I mean, we should all get pretty close to the front. Um, somebody, if is it like is the door set in the middle of the room? Um, like, is is it in the middle of the wall or is it off to like the side? It's it's off to the side. Okay, then. Micah's the only one who needs to go through. There's no, like, two sides to check, really. Mm-hmm. So no, yeah. That, and then, uh... I see what you're saying. Okay. So, uh, Micah, uh, I guess I'll describe this to you. So, you guys are all heading more and more mm-hmm. uh, closer to this thing. And this uh, this building appears to be very old. Um, there is paint on the side of it that is cracked. It is very clearly gone through a lot of different of these Fistassen weather events. It has perhaps some parts of it. It's roofed or a little caved in. It It has seen better days. Uh, Micah, as you open the door very quickly, you do a scan of everything. Um, it's empty. There's nothing in here immediately. It appears that you, you wanted to say something? I just are there like windows to the outside or is there just the door? There there are. They are very grimy, so you yeah. actually can't see out. It does diffuse some light into it, however. Um, so it is a little bit dark in here, but as you look around, there appears to be some kind of power source. You see some of these machines, you wouldn't necessarily call them running because you're not entirely sure what they're doing. But they have blinking lights. So there is some kind of source of power powering this particular station. Um, but the vast majority of the, the technology in here seems to be powered off. In fact, uh, as you take a quick look around, a lot of the area inside of this building seems to have been uh, ravaged by some kind of fire. Um, you see metal bent. You see chairs that are just ash and legs and stuff like that. You see scorch marks on the ceiling, mainly in the the center of the room, the side of the room. There are these these lines and lines of machines, perhaps uh, the processing part of whatever signals we're going through. And some of these are just been smashed and thrown over, but a couple of them are standing. Okay, but there are like some nooks in there where something or someone like could be hiding from just the vantage point at the door. Theoretically, yeah. Theoretically. If you want to do a quick sweep, I can tell you and I'll let you yeah. know if there's anyone else in there. Yeah, I think I would ask maybe for Nona to sure. to come in, just make sure that it's all clear. Okay. Can I have you guys make a wisdom notice check, please? My favorite, my favorite of all of the... The best of all checks. checks. Eight. Seven. Okay. So you guys both note, uh, notice this. Micah, you go, hey, can you, can we go? And you guys split up and you make your way on, around either side of the wall, covering the other person from those nooks and crannies that they can't see. You do a quick loop around and it, it does, in fact, appear to be completely and utterly empty. Uh, what you do, in fact, notice, though, and particularly Nona, um, because she's familiar with this stuff, is... While some of these machines seem to be completely and utterly destroyed, they are no longer operational. There are a few that 
appear to be actually running. And strangely, it appears that some of the broken machines have things ripped out of it and immediately put into some of the working machines. Something seems to have fixed or very least like jerry-rigged this station to keep it up and running. Um, It is very, very... uh, It's a... Hack together. Yeah, it's a hack. Um, This person was not trying to do this to for any time of... uh, I hope this this stays this way for the next five years. It's like, uh, I just need to get this together. So you just see wires mismatched from one machine to another, some just completely gutting one machine. And it, yeah, it appears that it is however, running inside this relay station. Is there anything that looks immediately valuable as we're sweeping around? Uh, Not initially. Um, Nona would be uh, familiar with this, but some of the uh, broken machinery doesn't, in fact, look to be usable. Mm. Um, And as Nona, you take a quick look at it, um, this does, in fact, appear to be pre-tech. So... Hence, pretext scrap. So, um, out of the the stuff that you find here, you would probably estimate you could take anywhere between five and ten pretext scrap. I'm gonna not do that yet. I think that you know our job was to convey this person to this location, and so I think I think I think Doctor Leggett's got dibs. Mm-hmm. So I think we mm-hmm. give the all clear. Yeah, cut. And- all right. Yeah, it's all clear in here. You can come in. And he comes in and it's just like, oh, it's still running. And immediately goes to the machine. He takes out a data slab and hooks it into one of the machines and starts. He's going to watch over away. his shoulder because I am interested in what this is running. I just didn't want to mess with it before he got a chance to see yeah. it. Um, what are other people doing in the meantime while well, known as eavesdropping on what what's being seen. Oh, I'm sure he will gladly explain to me oh, what he's doing. Oh, that's completely doing. fair. You just stand in his vicinity and, and like, oh, come here, come here, come here. Let me show you. Alex is watching the door. Okay. I think my, so everyone's in the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the building, definitely. I think I've got split attention also between trying to see like any shadows out the window, but also Micah is sort of interested in what's being talked about, so eyes kind of flickering back and forth. Okay. So... He is typing away on on his data slab, and uh, what you're able to gather, Nona, just from watching Mm -hmm. him, is he appears to be trying to locate some kind of additional signal. And as he notices you um, looking over his shoulder, he says, well, you, you see... This is obviously not the only, this is not the station where our our, um, our, our our signals were going to. Well, it is the station that our signals were going to, but it is merely just a relay uh, to send it to a, another location. And so what I'm trying to figure out right now is transfix that other location. Perhaps I will have another opportunity for you you all to uh, come with me and join me again in the Vistasen Waste. And he continues typing hastily away on his compad data slab. One thing that people start to notice just by being in this room a little bit longer is it's strange. 
a lot of these machines, especially the ones that have been gutted for one reason or another, have these tiny scratch marks on the side, on the housing of the machines itself, almost like something small was trying to get inside of these machines. Um, these scratch marks are, are quite old, though, um, and they don't appear to be new or anything like that. There's like a layer of dust over top of them. If uh, Dr. Leggett seems only really interested in sort of the hacked together functioning things and I can reclaim any scrap from the stuff that's not that, I will sort of like, can I, can I take- Oh, yes, 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 please. Take take whatever you want. Um, this, well, not the <laughs> things, not the things that I'm currently working on at this moment in time. I'm here for the information. If you would like to take some of this scrap, I assume is- Pre-tech you could sell on the black market for quite a bit. Um, I'm sure you will do that. Um, but the information here is, is quite interesting. And it appears that the next location may be somewhere farther north, um, farther into the Stossen Wastes, as he continues typing away on his data slab. Hey, Doc, how do you think this place is still running? <laughs> hmm. I hadn't really thought of that. Are they using some kind of like weird power source or, uh, I mean, mm, some kind of natural energy? Hmm. It's possible that there's some kind of natural energy. There's quite a bit of natural gas here on uh, Fistos. It's possible that they are tapping into something below the ground and uh, using that natural gas in order to um, keep this thing running. Perhaps why it was able to run for as long as it has um, or it's possible that there are uh, power lines that go underneath the ground farther north to whatever this is sending signals to. Interesting. Yeah, this place is pretty old, but yeah, some of these hacked together machines are like still working all right. Yes, absolutely. Not, yes. not what tell? I expected when I looked outside at the, at the building. <laughs> Can you tell how long this has been running in this particular configuration? Well, um, yes, let me, one moment. And he, he types along at that and says, it appears to um, have been running for uh, uh, several months now. Wait, that's not right. And he starts typing in a little bit more. Someone was here. Someone put this together. I'm not sure it's safe to be here at this moment in time. Perhaps we should make our way. As he starts sort of looking around. You see, if I came to this conclusion in Nova Voxis, it's very possible that someone in Wycliffe, East Haven, or Sonobutan came to the same realization and put this thing together, which means if they've been here, it's possible that they will come back. So perhaps we um, get on our way. Take your time. Get your information. Right. That's what we're here for. That's why we brought the guns, right? Well, leave when you want you. if you're well, not I, comfortable I, I, I to have, leave, though. I have all the information I need. It's just encrypted right now. Um, but I don't need to decrypt it right here, right now. Perhaps we should be um, yeah. getting on our way. I'm happy to. All right, you're the boss. Excellent. All right. Uh, Tally-ho. Let me just <laughs> open this door. <laughs> <laughs> we do that. And so you you open the door, and Alex, are you the one to open the door? Yeah. Okay. You open the door, and you see 
those same creatures that you saw stalking you through the swamp. Um, you see it, several, um, about four of them, long-legged bipedal creatures. Its torso is stout and egg-shaped with two long, powerful legs on either side. It keeps its thin webbed arms tucked into its torso, but appears to be capable of short distance gliding. Its face is nearly all mouth, with four eyes that appear in pairs above and below said mouth. Its rock-like skin shimmers in the light, making it seem like it is wet. And they are slowly approaching this structure. Uh, Alex shoots a mag pistol round into the air. Okay. All right, we found we have a little bit of company, guys. Maybe break a window or two. So after that first shot uh, into the air, you see uh, one of them starts to shiver a little bit and uh, not advance as much. It stops in its tracks. The other three continue just doesn't appear to be aggressive right now it, it appears to almost i don't know the the right way to describe it it's it's seeing what you guys are about um but not necessarily in a friendly way uh they they are they are eyeing you up but they there's nothing overtly violent or aggressive just yet all right so i want to know if we're allowed to kill him or not man <laughs> I, if you guys want to get into combat, we can roll for initiative. I fire again uh, uh, towards the ground like Micah did earlier. Okay. Towards whatever one is leading the way. Um, also, I think you did say break out a window, right? I think if I heard you Yeah, that's the that, uh, best would... way to get other people to get visual without I, crowding against the door. I will do that. Okay. They uh, they succeed on their morale check. Cool. So um, you see the one one of the ones in the middle screams and you see this this glow from its side its mouth and it's very toothy mouth and uh Alex and closes the door. <laughs> <laughs> no. wait i just broke up the window <laughs> that's why okay. okay so um gonna quickly oh. get into combat sure it's a d8 we're fighting yeah d8. you are fighting ah okay uh, i was i was getting up but roll for initiative we are fighting all right, so we are in combat. We'll quickly describe the, sh the scene. We've got a small little shed area. We've got Alex peeking out the door, Nona peeking out the window, um, Micah by Dr. Lucius Leggett, and then Claire all the way on the other side of the room uh, near the back wall. Uh, and we have four of these spitters, as they've been described, uh, spread out towards the front end of the... Uh, structure and we are starting with micah micah what do you want to do all right and they are like charging toward us obviously like, we are we are fighting for sure yes um one of them made an aggressive movement uh as dr lucius leggett has pointed out these spit things yep. um so they are mm. not necessarily strictly melee so they yes. might be attacking you from where they are right now Quite. which is about 10 to 15 meters away Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to uh, walk over just a little ways to where Nona is by her broken window, and I'm going to fire at one Excellent. that is closest to that. All right. 14. 14 will hit. Okay. 
and that is 13 damage. 13 damage, I see. Yes. Uh, that will kill it. So, wow. uh, Micah <laughs> hits one square in its its little egg-like torso, and it falls over dead, and this burning, sticky liquid pours out of it. Nice. Uh, I've got group one, which included that one. Uh, so the other one in the center, so there's currently only three left, um, will shoot at Alex. Uh, right, wait, the door is the door is closed. The door is closed. It, it's opened it on my drawing, so it cannot. <laughs> it cannot um, so in fact, it will shoot to where uh, that broken window is, uh, and it can only really it'll it'll shoot at Micah since Micah poked her head out uh, to to shoot. Um, you do have cover though, so it's probably gonna miss. Um, quickly, someone tell me how much cover gives you. I think it's is two it plus two? It's like plus six. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It rolled a six. Nice. That does not hit. I think it's plus two for a half cover, quarter cover, whatever this is. Gonna yeah, be. that's what I think. Uh, as well, Claire is next, and she's gonna move up to the other unbroken window and swiftly break it. And then shoot at my hand. Where did you learn to be this bad? And shoot at the one all the way to my left. My arthritis. I'm sorry. <laughs> Claire has arthritis. It's uh, canon. Yeah, Claire has arthritis, and she missed her shot. Oh no. Um, <laughs> See. And so now it is groups two. Group two's turn. Who uh, are the outside ones? Go. Cool. And uh, one is going to fire at Claire, and the other one's going to fire at Micah. The one at Micah is a, well, you also have cover, so 13's probably not going to hit, is it? 13's not going to hit my normal AC. So. All right. So it's going to attack Claire to next. what cover is. What's your AC, Alex? I'll never tell. Okay. Because <laughs> it's also Claire's AC and I don't have it written down. Oh, it's, oh, it's 15 two. in the... Okay. The, it doesn't matter. They, they both missed. So as... What they're doing is they appear to be spitting this sticky, flaming liquid. And right now it's just hitting the side of the wall, but it's just sticking there. And then like not sliding down, but kind of like rolling over itself Mm -hmm. on its way down. Um, It's not super on fire, but it's very clearly warm and hot to the touch. It's not not on fire. It's not not on fire. No, no, it's not your turn. All right. um, I will shoot at the one... All the way to your right, I suppose. All right. I don't need to roll for that. Yeah, you you don't need to roll, roll for that. That is a one. One will not hit. Yeah, crazy. Well, it's technically a one plus a five, so a total of six. Oh, wow. six will not hit. Damn. Nice. Alex? Get him. Um, You're standing in front of a, a closed door right now. I am. I want to keep it closed and maybe get it more closed. Do we have anything to put... That we could quickly shove in front of it, or is it... Yeah, there's a bunch of, like, standing up machines that, theoretically, uh, Dr. Lucius Leggett doesn't need anymore, so you can tip it over and try and put it in front of the door. Eh, they're animals. They're not going to try to bust down the door. Or are they? Um, (laughs) I mean, I think they're going to stand very far away from it and try and set it on fire. Did I see the... Was the spit caustic at all when it hit the wall, or was it like... It appears... To be less caustic and just sticky, sticky but on fire, kind of like it. napalm. Gross. Yep. Um, then, yeah, Alex is going to uh, try to push the thing in front of the door because he doesn't want that door coming open. All right. Can you make a strength exert check, please? 
I'm sure that's your, His your favorite. Guess. So many possibilities. <laughs> that is a four minus two, so two. Okay, so you try desperately to to move one of these machines over top, and they are not budging. Maybe perhaps because they are like welded to the wall or something, but you're unable to to move those as you would like in front of the door. You still have a movement if you want to do anything there, but that was your action. Um, yeah, let's move over next to Claire, and I have my shield, so I will kind of square up that against the window until okay yeah, yeah. yeah. until she's right like right and she says fire and you'll pull down yeah, exactly. and kind of like that excellent so you guys kind of have like a total cover there now cool and uh it's dr lucius leggett who hears they have uh company and uh kind of moves his way such that he has this machine uh in front of him and is peeking as you guys shoot out the the um the the building and we're back to Micah. All right. I'm going to take a shot at the one on the far right, so closest to where uh, Claire and Alex's window is. Okay. It's 21. 21 will hit. It's a good hit. It's good. It's a solid hit, one it's might say. Okay. And another 13 damage. Uh, that will also kill it. So that is that is two down on two mica shots. The magic's back. It's, yeah, got baby. It. I got it. And at that, when um, they see two of their friends just fall, uh, the other two look at each other, and they don't appear to be about this anymore. It's now groups one's turn, which is the middle one. The middle one flees into the um, the 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 brush behind it. Uh, you can take pot shots at it if you want as they leave, but Claire is going next and sees that one is hasn't been able to act yet, and we'll take a shot at that one. And hits. And... Oh, does 12 damage and kills that last one as it looked at its friend and was like, uh, perhaps we got into a bad thing. The other one was able to leave, so... That one so ran away, but now three are, <laughs> yes, with a scar. And it'll just be like, <laughs> you killed my brother. Be like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> uh, and we're out of combat. You guys were able to quickly dispatch of the uh, the predators or the, the, the this pack of spitters. Yay. Yay. We killed them. You did it. Yay. We've grown. Uh, <laughs> and Dr. That- Leggett was like, oh, well. Um, that was awfully quick, uh, dispatching of, uh, three spitters. Yeah, that's why you pay us the big bucks. That is certainly why I pay you all the big bucks. Alex is rubbing his wrist. (laughs) It's a little sore. (laughs) Are you all right there? No, it's just the the shield's heavy. Okay. Oh, oh, I see. Um, so is it going to be like, well, first of all, like, what did this place do? Do you even know what this place did? Because, uh, I'm just thinking because we just broke all the windows, it's probably not going to do whatever it was doing for too much longer out in the wasteland. Uh, it was likely sending signals between multiple of these relay towers, specifically um, from one location to another. We were not sending any signals. Uh, the um, 
of Novavoxis was at one point set up to send signals, but we haven't been. So theoretically, something else is talking to the station that is relaying that information to something else farther into the stuffs and wastes. Oh, no. Had a, had a minor huh. stroke right there. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, no problem for you or for us if this place shuts down. Sounds fine to me. All right, so Do I... Do we want it shut down? Do you care, <laughs> Doc? Um, well, actually, perhaps we. It, it's best that we um, dispose or at the very least destroy this beyond repair so that whatever it was doing, it is no longer doing because I'm not entirely sure what it is doing right now is good for Nova Voxis as a whole. Sound good? Sure. Sounds good. I will try and use some telekinetic manipulation to pick up a piece of machinery and throw it into a different one. Okay. That, <laughs> yeah. So you pick up this, this machinery and just rip it off of the walls, the rivets that, um, Alex wasn't able to take it from, uh, take it off from, and you just toss it into the rest of everything. And it's just, it is very expensive dominoes and they just all come down after hitting one another. And it's, uh, more destroyed than you found it. Hooray. Which is all that you could really ask for. I'm glad they made it out of the anti-spark metal. <laughs> that would have been... That, 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 would have, that, would, that would have caused some issues, yes. Okay. Um, well, I suppose we should be on our way. Uh, if you would like to perhaps uh, take some of this, this material uh, after we've promptly destroyed it. Um, but it is, it is free to uh, take any of the, the pretext. Yeah, I was scrap. actually going to check. What was the number you said on Between that? Between five and ten, so I'm going to make you roll for it. Okay. Oh. What am I rolling? I'm going to make you roll an int fix check to, like, find the good stuff. Okay. In, like, a, a reasonable manner. Like, Ooh, a, a, like reasonable I am rolling like frame. crap today. That's a four. Okay, so you're able to uh, find good uh, uh, five good pieces of pretext scrap that you're like yeah i can use this yeah i can use this and there's also a bit of a, a time frame associated with this as well because something just attacked you something more might notice that there was like a commotion here or something so might as well try and get out of dodge while you can right yeah. so uh no you find five pretext scrap that you can add to your backpacks or yep. dispose uh um distributed amongst yourselves and are you uh Going back into that same formation that you had before, the, this diamond pattern with Micah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, uh, Micah, you would make your way out, and shortly thereafter, uh, my, uh, Nona, Alex, and Claire as well, and Dr. Lucius Leggett in the middle. And you see above you more of these birds, these rock like birds, these whelps that you were described before. And uh, when you look around, you actually hear the sounds of some kind of fighter or perhaps some kind of um, boxer. No. <laughs> uh, Martial arts expert. Some kind of airship. I forget the, the exact name of them, but not a starship. But this sounds like some kind of airplane or something like that that is, is coming in. Something in atmosphere? In atmosphere, yes. Mm. Um, and what do you guys immediately do? Go for 
cover. Yeah. It sounds like it's coming get away at us or very close. Yes. Yeah, you can't quite tell where it's coming from, but it's getting louder. Mm. How far are we from the tree line? Uh, you're probably about 30 meters from the tree line. Wait, we, we haven't crossed the hole yet, right? We still have the hole? Yeah, you still have the hole. And also the the screamers on your way back. Right. Right, with the nest. Right. Um, In like 45 minutes through a swamp. Shit, yeah. Cool. And whatever that is, I th- maybe we shouldn't tunker down inside the... I think that's exactly yeah, right. I think the building full for, of shit. Yeah, I think we make for the hole because we're not in the swamp or anything, so we can't even like... Yeah. Okay, uh, so um, you guys just try and make your way until you get have some cover outside of the location that you currently are. You don't yeah, want to be and in cover like, this is clearing. Like, is like loose. It can be slightly lower in the hole. You know. Okay, the, the hole is a like five Almost. minute walk away or something. Yeah. 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 Anyway, you guys make your way. You try and find uh, a, a um, part of like dense brush, perhaps not the exact same one that that one spitter ran into, but yeah. another one that you can quickly um, get into. Can you all make a uh, dexterity sneak check for me, please? Let's see if I can roll something other than ones. Yes, but just barely. Seven. I have not rolled higher than a three today on a d6. Ten. Um, Seven, ten. Six. Six. Nine. Six. All right. So you guys uh, are able to quickly make your way into the the brush. And uh, are you trying to just lay low while the this thing hopefully passes over? Are you trying to continue on your way um, to get away from this current location? What is the, the current plan? Um, Hide or run? <laughs> I think we should wait to see if it passes by. Yeah, I think we should hide. Okay. Um, so this gets louder and louder. And in fact, you are then able to see one of the uh, one of the things that is making this noise. Uh, it is some kind of small aircraft that actually lands in the leering, uh, this clearing uh, right around actually where these three uh, spitter bodies just are rotting. And you actually see quite a few other ones pass overhead. Um, These are probably crafts that hold between um, two and six people. So you see two cross overhead and three land in this clearing where you are. Um, and the two that pass overhead are following the the same path as these uh, earlier, the whelps that you saw fly overhead. Um, out from one of these vehicles, you see a large ursum woman don- donning uh, heavy power armor with these golden accents a large emblem of grinning fangs set atop a burning flame decorates her torso. Her fur is a bright red with white streaks on her cheeks, uh, brows, and nose. And you can see several golden teeth glimmer through her uh, snarl. And she uh, she's off a little bit of a ways, landed kind of in the middle of everything. You can't quite make out what she's saying, but it seems that she is ordering people to uh, branch out. And you see a bunch of these other Ursum and similar, similarly clothed, perhaps not as ornately, 
um, but with the same sort of emblem on her chest, on various parts of their body, on their necks, on their shoulders. Um, and they start uh, sweeping the area. Alex goes, hot teeth. <laughs> and I think I've got one guess who those are. Maybe oh. we should get... What? No, they're the, the, the fire fangs. They're, they're, yeah. What? they're working for Nova Voxis. Why are we hiding? We didn't know I... who would show up. That's, fa- that's fair. We could you... perhaps say hello. I can say hello. I, if you're... Ch- Is I mean, this coincidental? We destroyed the computer. They showed up pretty much immediately. Are you, how, how sure are you that they are working for you? Uh, um, well, now that you say that like that, I'm not entirely sure, but they are definitely being paid quite a lot of money by a letter to um, act as a, a, a paramilitary force. Because all I know is we know one guy who was trying to get back in touch with them, but they weren't necessarily going to be on great terms. So if, if you're sure that they're fine, we can well, try. I, I, um, and he, uh, he seems to be a little cowed by all of this conversation. He's not entirely sure what to think. All right. Well, we could maybe go back and talk to Aletta and see if she has any knowledge of this, if she's the contact point between... Nova Voxus and the fire fang, the heart, those nasty dentures, people. Yes, um, uh, uh, I, uh, and as he's trailing off out of one of the other, uh, aerial vehicles, uh, comes out two people, not Ursum, uh, ones that do not seem to be donning any kind of fire fang emblem, uh, and I shall describe them thusly. If I can find them. One moment. So hot. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh my God. Legs oh. for days. Listen, listen to this guy. A russet, bronze-skinned, muscular man that wears a type deep burgundy shirt. His amber eyes seem tired from years of conflict, but still sharp and alert. A rifle of some kind is strapped to his back. And then right next to him is an eager young person with sharp facial features. They wear the same tight, deep burgundy shirt as the first man, but has made have made some modifications, tearing off one sleeve to the shoulder and rolling the other one up the arm. They wear a uh, metallic green lipstick that only covers the middle third of their lips, and they wear some kind of pistol strapped to their hip. And at that, you notice that uh, Dr. Lucius Leggett uh, recognizes these people and says, Oh, well, that's, that's, that's Red and um, Volker. They're, they're, they are the right-hand people of Aletta. This is very clearly some kind of thing that Aletta um, asked for, and we should be fine, and I don't like hiding in this bush. Why yeah, don't you, yeah. you know about it? Alex I I, pulls out his compad and takes a photo <laughs> of of the people. Of the people, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It says, "Do you have a letter's compad number? We can just kind of clearly uh, clear this up." Yes, quick. yes, for a small moment, and <laughs> he he goes, "Well, they're right there. Should I really be making a, a call?" No, you text. Oh, I'm you... sorry. <laughs> I'll send you the photo. <laughs> it's bad. Um, and. Uh, there is quickly that they're clearing. They they are um, they one cleared the the building. Sure. A couple of them went into the building. A few others are like 
uh, looking around and doing a quick sweep of the area. No one has gotten too close to where you guys are. A few of them are investigating these spitters on the ground. And he's he's typing away and says, um... She might be in a meeting. You don't have to add a signature. Why do you? I, I, I just. I, I, a, it starts. Good afternoon, Aletta. This is. <laughs> I, I, I write it like I write emails. I'm not really a, much of a text texter, you know. All right. I don't. I don't know. Something's. This doesn't feel good. It does not feel good. If they're here, why did you not know about this place? Yeah. Well, so, Aletta knew where you were going. Perhaps it is coincidental, and they saw this clearing and are uh, looking into it. Immediately after we trashed it. Um, well, we are quite far away from Nova Voxis, so they would have had to come a long time ago. Uh, it, it's not like... Um, so uh, they were chasing after us. Well, I, I don't believe that's the case. I, um, Listen, you're the he's, boss. He's having some loyalty <laughs> issues right now. Listen, you're the boss here, but if you're hesitating, you know you need to kind of take a reason, take a moment, and think about why you're hesitating. Okay. Um. Uh. I. Hmm. And I guess. Well, I've only <laughs> <laughs> right on the mouth. <laughs> now Believe in yourself. <laughs> um. Right. I. Um. I. Uh. You. you hmm. And he goes. I'm going to say hi. I'm going to say hi. It's up to you. You're the boss. Okay. I'm going to say yeah. hi. All right. We're going to go somewhere else. Yes, then, I, right? I will try and uh, go this elsewhere. And he like does a little crawl <laughs> towards the other end of the bush. So, are, I, He's the I boss. Don't, I don't want to let him just get shot. It feels like we're doing a bad job if he just gets shot. What are you guys doing? I'm going to let uh, the guy who hired us do that. You, you yeah. know. I, but then it's, if he dies, we don't get money. You do what your character wants and to no, do. No, 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 no. having this conversation. No, Micah is absolutely through gritted teeth like. <laughs> he pops out of the bush on the other side and says, Salutations and well met, Red and Volker. And I have not had the pleasure of meeting you. And at that, everyone uh, all of the the fire fangs point their w- w- weapons at him and says, "Oh, I, I'm, I'm from Nova Boxes. I am um, Doctor Lucius Leggett. Red knows me." And Red, he, after hearing this, goes look o- over and says, "Doc, what what are you doing out here?" It says, "Um, I was doing an investigation. You see, of said building over there. You wouldn't happen to know anything about it, would you?" And uh, Red, this is the the muscular, uh, bronze-skinned man, says, uh, no, uh, not super about all of that right now. We were tracking some whelps that attacked Nova Voxus a little bit earlier. Uh, we tracked them over this way, and we found you guys here. And um, <laughs> yes, the guys. Ursa, you guys, we found you, you guys. guys. Well, he he sees uh, the the spitters, and then also um, <laughs> Doctor Lucius Leggett, and says, uh, "What?" Um, and Doctor Lucius Leggett goes, uh, "I think it's okay now, perhaps." Oh, God. I'm not in any imminent danger. I appear to not be. And okay. the, the the Ursum woman is just like 
doesn't trust this. Is just sort of looking back and says, "You know this guy?" And Red goes, "Yes, he's um, <clears throat> he's the doctor uh, that is looking into things at Nova Voxis. And she sh- shouts, uh, "Stand down!" And all of the Ursum lower their guns. Don't okay. don't be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I if. There were people here right now. They could come out and probably not be shot. But I, I, I don't want to necessarily, you know, um, Alex, make that choice for them. Alex raises the hand out of the bush that doesn't have a gun in it and kind of like waves it a little bit. Uh, um. And Red speaks up and says, uh, Doc, yeah, I, it looks like you got some uh, people in that bush along with you. Oh well, yes, yes. I, 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 I believe I have at least one Just in this bush. I'm gonna f- flash out my telekinetic gun, so I'm not holding it anymore, and stand up and say hello. hello. Sure, yes. If all the cool kids are standing, Claire will also mm-hmm. follow suit. I, uh, sorry, we're uh, hired uh, protection. You know, you know how it goes. And you were hiding in a bush. Yeah, this so is he for Earth just moment. a little bit. Mm. It happens pretty often, honestly, in this line of work. Mm. We were covering his six, you see. I see. And 12. And... <laughs> well, it seems he did a good job looking from the uh, the spitters going on here. So it appears that there's nothing for us to uh, do here, Red, as she looks over and Red says, um... Yes, uh, no, that's probably true. Uh, Volker, you can start up the uh, the engine. Um, so, heads up, attack at Nova Voxis this morning. Um, group of whelps, uh, they, uh, they fled this way. We were trying to track them, similar to how we tracked the smokers from the other day. Um, mm. Yeah. Two in two days. Yeah, yeah, definitely seems to be picking up. You know, um, good to keep busy. <laughs> try and, you know, I actually do my best to try and not keep busy. Um, in this line of work, you stay busy, you end up dead. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Excellent. True. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, um, and he uh, goes over and says, Can I talk with you, Lucius, for a little bit? And go, Lucius goes, Oh, yes. Uh, well, I will, I'll be right back, friends, and goes go off to far. talk with uh, Red. <laughs> and you are left with a, a couple of firefangs who are sweeping the area. And the the Ursum woman is just kind of barking out orders and just making sure the area is secure before they take off. Do you how, guys want to do anything? How far is the doctor going with the... the they're, they're out of earshot, but you can still see them. Okay. So it's just uh, the doctor and Red went off to the side or also? Yes. And the other person I described, Volker, uh, went to start up the the airship that they came out of. We should see if we can get a ride back to our ship, not to. To our ship. Yeah. Um, I think I'll kind of reach out to the Ursim who seems to be in charge and say, Hello, uh, we have run into someone pretty recently who I think was trying to get in touch with you guys. I'm assuming that 
you are the fire fangs from the fangs in the in the fire. Would that be right? We are indeed the fire fangs. Uh, Celine, nice to meet you. Hey, Micah, pleased to meet you. Um, yeah, I don't know if you would have heard of a uh, an Ursum guy called Arcus, but we're we're well acquainted and and came with him from a little ways out. Anyway, I don't know if he managed to catch you all before uh, before you came out here, but. So as you say the name Arcus, you can see her head like visually like twitch to the side. And she says, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I knew an Arcus. He died on Aeon though. So I don't really entirely start sure. picking up people's last names. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this may be different arc. I don't know. Uh, well, he does have robot legs. <laughs> robot legs. Yeah. Just the one leg. No, I, I thought so. it was both. I don't remember. It, it was both legs and one arm. Both legs. And one oh, arm. and an arm. I don't see machinery. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So Ursum, Ursum last Thank names. Thank you, but oh no! Known as invisible. <laughs> Ursum last names are not extremely helpful because they either don't have one if they're clanless, or is it's their associated clan's with the clan. Yeah. So, so they're better about naming their kids. Not like you don't you don't end up in Ursum kindergarten with like two other Bryans. Yeah, ideally. <laughs> You're just like everybody in this clan. No, you can't have that name. It's already taken. Uh, um, the hmm, the Arcus that I knew uh, had a drop on Aeon, stepped on a landmine, um, didn't make it, lost a couple of uh, his legs and uh, an arm, but uh, we... Um, He's also dead. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. We gave him yeah. like a, um, a, a warrior's funeral and everything. He's... I don't think we're talking about the same one. Y'all, did we get hired by a ghost? No, what a coincidence. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Um, uh, well, there might be a ghost that's looking for you. Not totally sure. Might be nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you know, um, exactly as thought, he said, we brought a... He just looks incredulously at you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we do weird stuff. Whatever. I so, Nona does not care enough about this to clarify. Uh, if he catches up with you, I guess tell him we said hi. The the dead Ursum. I guess. Or there could be an Ursum pretending to be him, I suppose. Um, That's true. He uh, could have given us a fake name. Can you quickly describe him to me? What what was his situation? Yeah. Yeah, we, we met him on Orsiame. He... I'm trying to recall if he had any distinguishing visible features beyond I, the robot parts, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. He was a he was a brown bear. Mm. Um, he had a really cool gun. <laughs> I mean, he, he had a like a fire fang, what, like what kind of gun? Oh, it was like sheer a rifle. sideways where, yeah, sheer rifle. Yeah, it's what I, it was, I just said that. And she goes did, did he ever mention <laughs> anything about I don't hear sun guard pycleides pycleides yeah Pycledes, yeah but that was in context of coming here to talk to him right yeah and oh wait he had that picture with that girl ursum didn't he yeah there was somebody what was her name um uh, mari that yeah 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 yeah, mari. yeah that's mari. right yeah, he spoke Love to Rodana before. We, oh, we know Rodana. Um, they spoke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is having a moment right now. We're friends with a lot of bears. Um, 
I don't know how to take this. Uh, I'm sorry. sorry. Um, no. As we're... far as I know, Arcus is dead. Um, Mari was not able to save him. It was quite sad. I knew him quite well. Um, and you're saying you found him where? On um, Orisiame in the Magalka system. Magalka system. Thank you very much. I knew that for sure. There's no trees. There's no trees on Osiame. There might no, be now. I'm, I'm, I'm well aware. We oh, had no, there, there are. There are trees there on Osiame. There are trees on Osiame. Right? Only, sorry. On, that one, only that, on that one island. No one knows about that. I'm sorry. I'm in my combat uniform. I was not prepared. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, he was just working like a factory job over there. I need to. I. Do you want a beer? I, yes. <laughs> I'm on the job right now. Um. I. Okay, when you guys get back to Nova Voxus, when I'm also back to Nova Voxus, I'd like to, you know, re- get a, like talk, no, get a beer, talk to you about this Arcus. You said you brought him here? Yeah, and then he kind of just fucked off before he like, actually was allowed to enter the city or anything. Okay. Oh no, <laughs> we I, dropped I am, him off on a revenge arc. I'm Celine. Please look me up. This is news. Actually, Relevant, could we, could we have a ride back to our ship? Um... Yeah, where is it? I mean, I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can convey this way. information. It's that way by about fifty to sixty minutes walking, past the giant hole in the ground and the things that are not elephants but make elephant noises and are about the size of a Ford Focus. Yep. And she says, "Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll take you and the doc uh, back to your your starship. Um, we need to get back to uh, tracking these these whelps though after their attack." Um, don't go too far. And that's not a threat. I'm just... It could be. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll be here. I'd be fine if it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Know, I'm kind of into does, that sort of thing. <laughs> does that help? <laughs> Would it help if it was a threat? Uh, no. I think I'd do it with the same amount of urgency. Okay. It's not a threat. <laughs> just out of curiosity, do you know, like, Red and Volker very well? Those two who were uh, just over there? They tell us where to go. I don't know anything much more about them than that. They, um, they're they like the the lead security forces for Nova Voxes, though. Okay, it's not like interests, hobbies. I was just curious. Um, no, that's fine. I'm uh, sure we'll get a chance to talk later. I think Red has a family, like three kids. He talks about them all of the time. Hmm. We can work that's with that. adorable. Is that a threat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take you guys back to your ship now. <laughs> Thank okay. you. It's been a very long day. <laughs> so you guys, you get um, uh, the uh, Celine gets you guys onto a ship, including we, the Are doc, we getting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got him. Our, can we have our squishy man back, please? You get, you, they they finished up their conversation and uh, she drops you back off at the uh, your starship without any more um, issues. Um, any more things stalking you through the Fistossen wastes, and she heads off. And that is where we'll end today's episode with a whole, whole, whole host of things happening. Oh, nice. And Fun time. That mysterious I think we went really over on time. <laughs> <laughs>
We went just a little bit quieter. You, you can actually tell once you pass that certain threshold, we start getting very silly. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> the brain, I, it just, I just I stopped like, working. I, I couldn't think of a good time to end it. I could have ended it right before he hopped out. I was feeling like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> before he hopped out of the bush. Oh, he hopped out of the bush. <laughs>